AWRI Decanted, a podcast from the Australian Wine Research Institute. Here, grape and wine scientists reveal their latest discoveries and meet the producers who are applying the research in their businesses. Imagine working in a vineyard where the vines are managed individually. To some, it might sound like the stuff of nightmares. To others, it's the holy grail of production. G'day, I'm Drew Radford and the quest for this grail is possible because of a range of technologies coming to vineyards, which may lead to them being no longer viewed as homogenous blocks. David Allen is Transformation Manager for Viticulture with Pernod Ricard Winemakers. He lives and breathes these technologies and he joins us for this AWRI Decanted podcast. David, thanks for your time. No problem. Pleasure to be here, Drew. David, you're well and truly up to your armpits these days in everything viticulture, but that's not where your career started, I understand. No, no, not at all. It's going back away now. After growing up on a vineyard, I entered the public service after doing a degree at university and um, worked with the public service for about six years and came to the conclusion that uh, I'd rather be stressed out on a vineyard than stressed out for the public service. So sort of made a decision to get back into um, viticulture and move down to Marlborough basically and look for a job on a vineyard. So it was a pretty big call. You wouldn't be struggling to find a job though in Marlborough, I would bet, because it's expanding at a massive rate. Yeah, so even back then, uh, that was 2005, you're absolutely right, no problem at all. And if I was moving here today, even easier, I would say. So yeah, absolutely, the industry's expanding and there's a lot of pressure going on to attracting labour to the business and retaining labour in the industry. It's an ongoing challenge for sure. Dealing with trying to attract labour is a problem. Your title is Transformation Director for Pernod Ricard. What does that actually mean? Well, I guess take a a wee step back. 2018, the the business made a really bold and ambitious decision to establish a team called the Transformation Team within Pernod Ricard Winemakers. The ambition there was to really utilise some of the technology that we could see emerging and that really needed a dedicated effort to sort of integrate into the business. So, like I said, made the decision to establish this team and put a a group of people sort of pulling them out of operations in a way and dedicating them to working on projects alongside operations, developing strategies and visions for the future and implementing the technology that we could see emerging to provide a solution for the the issues we could see in front of us. Well, what were some of those issues that you could see in front of you, David? You've alluded to two already. So labour was a, a big one particularly in Marlborough, but, you know, uh, across the region in general, there was certainly some headwinds around labour availability. Here in Marlborough, vineyards were going ahead at sort of 750 hectares approximately per year. So that's a lot of extra people that need to move into the district or be pulled out of other jobs and, and to come and work in the vineyards and wineries. So we could see a real challenge with labour and particularly attracting younger people and into the industry. There's a lot of cool technology jobs nowadays and a lot of school leavers are interested in those sort of roles rather than working on a vineyard or an orchard or a farm. So by adopting new technologies and bringing new tech into our vineyards, we could see that not only could we mitigate the labor need, but also attract some younger people to the industry who are interested in that technology. It sounds like you're creating an exciting space to actually work in, David. So what are some of those technologies that you're focusing on? 
In terms of our transformation program, we've got sort of five key areas that we're working in. Uh, we're, we're trying to work smarter with the variability within our vineyards. We're looking to really explore and leverage insights into yield and maturity predictions. We want to automate key processes. We want to advance our sustainability and we also want to partner with our growers. Those are our sort of five main pillars that we're working under. Some of the more specific activities we're doing, we've got a pretty significant project going on with autonomous vineyard tractors, which we've partnered with a local company here in New Zealand to develop and implement. I mean, that's been going on since 2019. And we're also looking at technologies that involve computer vision, AI, so moving away from having to go into the vineyard and have effectively people take relatively small samples. The emergence of computer vision has given us the ability to put cameras on our tractors or other vehicles in the vineyard and effectively photograph everything that we drive past and analyse that. With the use of computer vision technologies, it's a massive change and creates a new and huge data set that we can work with as well. Well, in regards to that data set, how are you actually applying that? Are you looking for, what, buds, where to prune? How are you actually applying that? And a huge amount of data. Great question, because it's the same as if a person works into a vineyard and you say, well, what are you looking for? So it depends on the time of year and what you're interested in, right? So, for example, at the moment, and again, this is all emerging technology that we are in the process of adopting, so it's by no means a done deal. We're having to work with our suppliers and develop this technology as we go. But at the moment, we're running computer vision cameras, partnered with a company called Cropsy Technologies. And at the moment, we're running through the vineyards and we're just finishing pruning in our blocks. So we, at the moment, we're photographing that pruning and establishing how are we going in terms of if we were looking for four canes are we getting four canes if not which vines did we not get that on and effectively been able to quality check our pruning and our results we can also do as you alluded to bud counts and those sorts of activities and the big challenge here is that's really good timing isn't it i'm just getting buzzed by a <laughs> by a plane oh mate it's like the castle i live at the end of the runway and so you, you can say that'll be handy, handy when you need to travel. But um, no, it's the local aerodrome. But anyway, so hopefully he doesn't buzz us again. <laughs> uh, so we can, like I said, assess our pruning quality and then running through into the growing season. You know, there's the ability to account and identify things like clusters. So the inflorescence as they emerge and then moving through to the clusters forming berries and, and becoming more of a traditional bunch, if you like, and being able to identify and count those, identifying disease as well. So we've had some good success in being able to pick up early signs of disease. That's brilliant. So instead of sending, again, a small number of people into blocks to go and look for disease, we're effectively photographing whole blocks, processing those images, identifying areas that show signs of disease, and then being able to put people specifically into those areas to go and have a look. So being able to really target and, and use people's time much more efficiently. Those are the sorts of benefits that we can see with computer vision. And look, that's just, for me, the tip of the iceberg. I think that sort of technology is going to evolve over the next five or 10 years and become really critical to how we run our vineyards. It's exciting technology, David, to say the least. And you mentioned also in terms of autonomous vehicles, autonomous tractors. I don't know the region that you're working in. Is it particularly hilly? 
No, Marlborough's pretty flat, but there's certainly some hills and, and vineyards with hilly blocks. At Pernod Ricard Winemakers, we've, we own uh, about 2,000 hectares in Marlborough, own or lease, and, and you know, whilst most of our blocks are flat, there's certainly some hilly blocks, and, and that poses a real health and safety challenge when um, blocks are slippery and wet and there's pressure to get work done, whether it's at harvest time. Putting people on slippery slopes and big machines is, is not something we want to do. So having some autonomy around that um, certainly reduces the risk to people. That was exactly why I was asking the question in regards to the landscape. I imagine there would be an OHS benefit in regards to keeping people out of the vineyards or off of heavy machinery. So where are you actually at with some of those autonomous vehicles? We refer to it as Project Atari and call our autonomous vineyard tractors AVTs for short. The AVT project has been really exciting. So sort of 2018, so this was a, at a very similar time to the transformation team being established. Actually, was the discussions were happening a little bit before that. We were approached by uh, some local suppliers, a guy called Walter Langwa, who we had a lot to do with in terms of his existing business, Marlborough Machinery Services, and had a good relationship with him, and he had a good track record for producing innovative vineyard equipment. And we'd, you know, he was one of the pioneers of mechanical vine stripping and had produced a number of other implements that were outside of the box. And he'd partnered up with some other colleagues that he'd done work with in other industries, and they brought this concept to us around the autonomous vineyard tractor and with the concept that technology was emerging and was pretty much ready to be deployed if you could build it. And at the same time, we were having the discussions I alluded to before about new technologies and how we could become more efficient. So over a period of time, we had discussions and ultimately came up with this agreement to build and deploy some autonomous tractors in our vineyards. So that went through a process of proof of concept and a prototype and ultimately resulted in, it was about Christmas 2020, where we took delivery of four I guess production units, probably more pre-production units at that time or now that we look at them. So yeah, we developed four autonomous tractors that are capable of doing some of the really, I guess what you'd consider low value tasks that if you've got a person tied up on one tractor doing them, yes, the task needs to be done, but it's not adding a lot of value. We're talking about things like mowing and mulching. So yeah, we've worked with them to develop these tractors that uh, are able to autonomously navigate rows and do those tasks and it's been super exciting to be part of so we now have a specific role um, called abt operator which involves a specific role in operating and the logistics around operating these avts in our vineyards david in regards to these avts how big actually are they they're really similar size to a tractor, to be honest. They're similar size, similar weight. One of the big differences is that they are driven on tracks, so similar to what you might see on an excavator or a bulldozer, something like that, which means that the ground compaction is really reduced hugely, which is an issue in vineyards. The other big difference you'd notice is the implements are all mounted either on the front or on the side of the of the AVTs. So the mower mulches, they stick out the front. So that means none of the grass or canes that we're mulching are run over by the AVT before that task happens. And then in the middle of the unit, there's uh, an assembly that can take 
implements that interact with the canopy. So we do leaf defoliation with compressed air and those units sit in the middle of the tractor and move in and out as the natural variations happen down a row. David, you mentioned they're mulching and it's about the size of a tractor and it's doing this autonomously. Safety is the first thing that comes to my mind, a human wandering into its path. Absolutely. And of course, I've mentioned this before in other presentations. We went into this thinking, gosh, we need to keep people safe from these machines. Look, the reality is you need to keep the machines safe from people. Whenever we've had any hiccups or or setbacks with these machines, it inevitably comes back to a human error that was made and whatever that looks like. The machines are equipped with a lot of safety features. Um, They have an RGB camera, basically a normal camera that's looking for people all the time, so it can identify people and vehicles. Um, It's equipped with LiDAR, so if anything comes in its path, it will stop. And then it's got last resort things like bump stops and e-stops and and all those sorts of things. So they are particularly safe to work around, particularly in autonomous mode. Safety is absolutely a number one priority. And, And of course we have some very clear procedures on how we manage the blocks when we're operating within those blocks. So we we have block restrictions and we make sure that there's nobody entering or exiting those blocks while we're operating in there anyway. David, it sounds like you work in a very dynamic place and I get the impression that the reason for that is it's been facilitated by the company. That's where it wants to go. Are you, though, finding challenges in moving away from how things have traditionally been done? Absolutely. None of this is easy. There's no how-to manual that comes with most of this emerging technology. You need to work through the process of deciding what you want to do and who you want to do it with and what you're trying to achieve, where the benefits are. Once you've got to that, you, you also need to work with your own staff and, and stakeholders in the business to you know really elaborate and work out what the benefit is of this technology and how it's going to improve the operations. And of course, in any business, you're going to have a broad spectrum of acceptance to that type of change. So you've got your early adopters, you know, but then you've also got people who will drag their heels a bit as well. So absolutely, there's challenges in adopting this sort of technology for sure. And I would say in our industry, whilst this is very technology focused, we've been into constant change. I've been here nearly 20 years in Marlborough and there's been a lot of changes to the way we work. Change is is something that just continues to happen. I guess now there's just more of a focus on change that's facilitated by these newer technologies. David, in regards to that change, are there other technologies you'd like to collaborate with researchers in terms of trialling? Absolutely. But in saying that, we've got a number of projects and involvements in projects, everything from university projects like in New Zealand, there's the Maritech project, which is looking at robot pruning and virtual reality goggles and some of this really interesting technology that's emerging there. And I mean, we've hosted trials with them, everything from them through to startups like the Cropsey camera technology we talked about, obviously the AVTs. But we're also working with companies that are involved with AI yield prediction, satellite imagery. We're trialing different technologies like LiDAR assisted spraying technology, where effectively the LiDAR is sensing or or detecting how much canopy is on each vine and, and only spraying what is required to cover that canopy. So we're working across a lot of different areas and on a lot of different projects. So we're always interested in new and exciting 
technologies that are going to bring benefit. But I'd say in saying that we, we, we've got a lot on at the same time. So it's a really interesting space for sure. That sounds like a great understatement, i.e. that you've got a lot on, David, to say the least. Lastly, looking into your crystal ball, what are the changes you expect to see over the next five to ten years in viticulture globally? Viticulture globally, massive generalisation, big big context. And I guess a lot of different geographies and are going to have different challenges. There's going to be more and more pressure going on water use. There's more and more pressure going on being sustainable. Labour is going to be an ongoing issue. So there's going to be solutions that are driven through technology in those areas. Vineyards in the corner of the world that I'm operating in for sure. I think we'll move from looking at vineyards as homogenous blocks to actually looking at individual vines. So with the technologies that are there around computer vision and being able to tailor applications within blocks. I think we'll get to the point where each vine effectively has its own work program that's tailored to it. So that could be variable number of buds or canes laid down specific to each vine within a block that suit the location it's in, its age, its health, right down to how much agrochemicals are applied, how much fertilizer is applied, and all the inputs that go into managing a vineyard block, rather than just being homogenous across that block, can be tailored to individual vines. So I think that's where we're heading over the next five to 10 years for sure. David, I have absolutely no doubt that you're going to get there in the next five to 10 years. You said at the start of the conversation, the industry needed to move towards making itself an attractive technological space to attract the next generation of workers. You must leap out of bed every morning because it sounds like you work in a really exciting space. David Allen, Transformation Director for Viticulture at Pernod Ricard Winemakers, thank you for taking the time and joining us for this AWRI Decanted podcast. Not a problem. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Drew. The AWRI Decanted podcast is supported by Australia's grape growers and winemakers through their investment agency, Wine Australia, with matching funds from the Australian Government.